Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. We spent some time over the last few days talking about Zdeno Chara and playing defense in the National Hockey League after the age of 40. There are not a lot of folks we can talk about about what that's like and how hard it is, but this guy is one of them. Former Bruins defenseman, Hockey Hall of Famer Ray Bork joins us online. Hello, Raymond. Hey, Dale. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? All good. All good. Let's start with a simple question. What do you think of what you've seen from Zdeno Chara so far in the playoffs? I think he played his best game in the last game, and I think he's been doing a great job. Um, it's amazing, uh, a guy at that age doing what he's doing. What are what are some of the few spots that you see guys being able to to get to him now? Because he's never been the fastest player, you know, his career, even when he was, you know, winning the the Norris Trophy. Is there certain spots where you see teams being able to exploit him at all, or or is he still a shutdown defenseman in your eyes? Well, every no, I think he's a shutdown defenseman, but I think he could not only him, but a lot of people get exposed sometimes with the new rules and um, no, no clutching, no grabbing, no hooking, none of that stuff. So now you got to have perfect position, and obviously a guy that uh, is maybe quicker with his feet uh, probably gets around the uh, the rink uh, a little better and, and maybe finds great a little better position, but. Um, his size and his reach uh, makes it so hard, and he recovers by having that size and that reach. Um, and I just, I just think if you go around the league and you ask uh, any of the best forwards on every single team in the NHL and ask, uh, how much fun is it playing against uh, Big Z? And uh, I don't think you'll get too many uh, guys telling you that it's fun or uh, they enjoy it. Raymond, when you were done playing, you felt that you could still play in the NHL. In fact, you've told me you had offers to continue to play in the NHL. Why did you decide you were done? Well, I had another year in my contract uh, after winning the Cup in 2001. Um, and I, uh, for me, it was uh, physically, I think, you know, I could have done it. Uh, mentally, I think that's where it would have been a battle. Um I averaged the most minutes played out of anybody uh, defenseman um, that league uh, at the end uh, that year. I was up for Norris. Um, but just getting myself again to that level, um, you know, another year of uh, another summer of uh, a lot of training and all that stuff, I, I think that would have been fine. Um, but then just a constant grind of getting yourself where you need to get to um, in a whole course of that season, I, I really – I, I wasn't excited about that, and I really thought it was going to be a grind and a struggle, and um, I didn't want to cheat myself or cheat anybody else. So it was time. You know, when I went to Colorado, it was to compete for the Cup again. I did that for two playoff series, uh, well, two years in a row, where we got to the semifinals against Dallas. Lost in the seventh game, and I, I knew I was coming back for the next year, and it was a magical year. Um, you know, finishing first overall and winning the Cup, and 
um, there was really not not much left for me to uh, to accomplish other than maybe going back and collecting another six million bucks the next year. Some people wouldn't tell, wouldn't say I was too bright doing that, but I could really, um, I, I I really uh, happy with my decision. Um, and yes, I did get a call. Uh, my agent got a call from Michael Connell uh, asking if I. You know, if I'd be willing, maybe to think about coming back, and uh, this was just before Christmas time, and play a half season, and you know, after being out and not really training the way I used to, or even that summer training, I uh, it, it it wasn't going to happen. Were you getting pushed at all from anybody in your family saying, "Hey, you know what? It might be nice to you know finish your career with the Bruins." Did, was anybody pushing you that way? Well, I don't know how complicated it would have been. Uh, I think you know. Denver having another year on my on my contract. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the uh, logistics would have been in terms of uh, me uh, playing with some other team than Colorado. And Colorado, if I was going to come back, probably wanted me to go back with them. Um, you know, they lost uh, they lost in the semifinals. They had another good year that the year after, and Patrick kept calling me. <laughs> Uh, telling me all the time that he was playing so good, he was so hot that I could play in a rocking chair in front of him. He wanted me to come back. So, um, so I don't know logistically uh, wise how that would all worked out, but there's there never any question about me coming back. Speaking of a goaltender playing so good and so hot, have you ever seen Tuka Rask better than this for an extended period? No, I think this is the best he's played, and I'll tell you that no, um, no team that wins a cup does it without a goalie playing the way he is. So I'm really happy for him. God knows he, you know, he takes his uh, his lumps uh, every once in a while, and uh, uh, he's, you know, he's he's had a great career so far. And and uh, I just wish he uh, he's able to finish this off. I'd be really happy for him, and he's playing great. He's given them a great chance every night to uh, to go out and win. So. Uh, when you have a goalie playing like that, it really gives everybody else a lot of confidence. Yeah, I was just going to say, you certainly experienced that. So definitely when you went to, to Colorado, everybody else must just feel, is, is it freer? Or like what, what do you feel like when you know that, hey, we got a guy back here that is almost impossible to beat right now? Well, you just know that uh, he has your back. You know, if there's a breakdown, um, you know, you know he's going to be there uh, and he's going to battle for you. And that's what you want in a goalie. The guy that's going to battle for you, make some big saves and save your butt every once in a while. And uh, I always got along really well with my goalies because they uh, they had to save me uh, a few times uh, every once in a while. So, um, yeah, uh, D and goalies are, are pretty uh, pretty tight. We were talking about Zdeno Chara and how he's playing at this advanced stage of his career. I think if I were look if I was looking at it right now, I'd say he's the third best defenseman on the team. And I would have, in whatever order, maybe Charlie McAvoy and Brandon Carlo ahead of him, how they've played this year. Do you agree with that or not? Yeah, I think he's still among your top four and probably three or four. But, you know, when you're talking about uh, the other guys, the other guys are playing so well. You know, Carlo's had a great year. I, I really, really like his game, how uh, how he's found urgency in his game, how physical he's been, and how good he skates for a big guy. And... uh 
And the same thing with uh, Charlie. I mean, he skates so well. He's a big guy. He could be very physical. And, you know, both uh, both guys are so young that their upside is uh, humongous. So it's uh, really exciting for the Bruins. And and then you have Tori that, you know, is the quarterback in the power play that does a great job. And Grizzlicks has, has done unbelievable. And then you have a guy like Clifton that, you know, nobody knew at the beginning of the year. And he comes in, uh, you know, with all these injuries and does an incredible job. I can't believe how... Um, you know, how physical he is for his size and what kind of power he generates when he, he makes these big hits and he's, he's, he's really shown a lot of poise for a guy that you've never heard of to come in and, and to do the job. One thing doing it during the season, but then, you know, coming in the playoffs and stepping in, uh, for, for injuries and, and doing the job that he has, uh, has been, uh, has been great. And, you know, then you have, you know, like Camfer that comes in and scores a big goal for you. So, Seems like uh, you know, whenever these guys have to step in, uh, it really says a lot about you know their depth and and the Bruins organization in terms of finding the right guys, uh, you know, and guys with character and goes go out there and do a great job. The same thing happens with the you know these forwards and the, the trade trade deadline when you know you pick up a guy like Coyle and and you know um, he's done a great job, uh, Johansson, uh, you know that fourth line and you know. You could put uh, Wagner, Cherry, uh, whoever it is. You know, uh, they they go out there in Orstrom, and whoever's in there does an incredible job. And I think who really fuels that line is Corrali. Uh He's he's such an energy guy. He does a great job, and they're fun to watch. It's amazing that you know you start games in the playoffs with your fourth line. That really says a lot about those guys. And going back to Chara, you talk about you know year after year, you know having to also you know be with it mentally as much as physically as, as, as part of, you know, getting out there and you're practicing all the games and all the minutes that he's playing. How much do you think Chara is helped out by playing with a guy or paired with a guy who is half of half his age and has, you know, a couple of years under his belt and, and just the, the difference there in experience between the two, almost like, you know, keeping up with a younger guy. Do you think that can help him? I think the talent that the guys on the other side uh, has, uh, his poise, his talent, his vision, his skating ability, um, you know, that's that's what helps. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure that uh, playing with a guy like Z is very exciting for a young guy. Um, and, and, you know, you have a guy like Shara that just goes out and does it the right way in terms of his preparation, how he prepares, his work ethic, his passion, and how he goes out and everything he does is, you know, is the way it should be done. And, you know, the Bruins only have one guy like that. They have probably three or four guys that, you know, are, uh, are for every young guy in that room is unbelievable to look at every day and how they practice, how they prepare, maybe what they say, how they act in different situations. Um, you know, their, their, uh, core guys are, are great leaders. They've been through the battles. Uh, so for a young guy coming up, it's, uh, it's gotta be so exciting and so much fun. We're talking with Hockey Hall of Famer Ray Bork. As you watch this team in the playoffs, and you've seen what other how other series have gone and who's left and all that stuff. Does it feel like there's something special going on here to you? Well, on paper, everything kind of you know felt perfectly. I mean, everybody was just you know automatically given Tampa Bay uh, a, a clean run to the finals, and then they get knocked out in four in the first round, and then well, you know, and then Washington goes down, Pittsburgh goes down, Calgary goes down, and. 
I mean, it seems like uh, it's destiny right now. Uh, it's in their hands, you know. Uh, on paper, yeah, they're favorites, but we all know that that's not where it's played. So just like this round, you know, you're going in, you're going to meet Carolina. They've done a great job. They're up 3 nothing, but, you know, I could go to that game with my grandson on Saturday night, but I don't want to go. I want them to finish tonight. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go through the next game uh, with my little seven-year-old grandson that loves the Bruins, by the way. So um, so I want them to finish it off and just kind of – I don't care about the break or whatever. You know, you talk about a long break and all that stuff. I'm sure some guys are banged up that would it would be good for, and yeah, the break may may not be the best thing for you, but I know how hard it is to finish a series, and you want to finish it as quick as you can. Dale mentioned how great McAvoy and Carlo have been playing, so the future certainly seems bright at that position. At one point, not that long ago, Dougie Hamilton was supposed to be part of the future at that spot for this team. He's already on his third team, still just in his mid-20s, getting a chance to see him every game this series. What have, what have you thought of Dougie Hamilton in this series and, and you know what he's been like in the league since he left Boston? Well, he didn't want to come back to Boston, so I don't know. Um, that that might say a little bit about a person because uh, it's, it's really is an incredible place to play. I don't know why you wouldn't want that to happen. Um, he's, he's a talented kid. He's a good player. Um, but I, I really like RD. I think we're uh, and and I didn't even mention Grizzlick that has done an incredible job all season long and throughout the playoffs with a couple of big goals in that one game. So uh, I think we're really in good shape. We don't. Uh, I think a lot of people um, don't mind him being uh, on the opposite side. <laughs> Let's talk briefly about the benefits to having the Bruins make a deep run into the playoffs. You've got a restaurant in the North End. You have Tresca there. What does this do for businesses in that area, including yours? Well, it does great business. I'm a five-minute walk from the garden, and we, uh, you know, when I'm in town, and mostly I've been, uh, I've been there before games from five to seven or five to seven thirty, depending on what time the game is, and uh, we've had a great. Bruins crowd uh, in there for every game. So um, it's a great spot. Things are going really well there. And uh, like I said, it's a short walk to the garden. So it works out pretty good for us and probably a lot of restaurants and <clears throat> for a lot of people around uh, the garden. Uh, we love deep runs in the playoffs by uh, both major sports teams. Let it be the Celtics that are not, no longer part of it, but the Bruins uh, hopefully going to the finals. And it continues we should also briefly mention the Bork Family Foundation has a, a road race coming up on June 8th, right? Yeah, it's our second annual. Uh, you know, last year we had uh, just over 300 runners, and uh, it was a big success. And uh, this is our second annual. So um, if you go to uh, www.borkrace.com or borkfamilyfoundation.org, you'll find out all about what we're doing. We're doing a lot of good things, and we have three uh, – Three big uh, events a year that one of them is the road race, and I have the golf tournament, and we had a big gala in January this year that was a big success. So we're raising money and doing a lot of good things uh, throughout New England. So uh, you're in for a walk, 5K walk or 7.7 run. Uh, We have it at the uh, Ferncroft Country Club on June 8th. And uh, runners, sponsorship, whatever you have to, to support our foundation, we certainly would appreciate it. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. The kids are really excited about all families involved and trying to build something that's going to continue uh, with our grandchildren. And so we got uh, 
we're going to have many, many years to come with a lot of different events that we're going to have. Raymond, we appreciate the time as always, and uh, we'll see you over there. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks, Raymond.